Hello and welcome to Science Unscripted. It's Connor here. And Gabe. And in the studio with us today to talk to us about language. Phonetic beauty. What sounds good, which we're going to be talking about for a couple of minutes here, is our DW colleague, Kerti Bot. Kerti, thank you for joining us. Hey, Kerti. Hi, Gabe. Hi, Connor. Thank you for having me. <laughs> and Kerti, you, um, you're with us for a week. You're kind of seeing how audio production works behind the scenes. And Gabe and I, uh, because we're looking into the topic of languages, we decided to mercilessly well, use you yeah, for our okay. own purposes. Kerti is with the Hindi department, right? Yeah. Yeah, I work mostly for the Hindi department, also sometimes for uh, Asia English, mm -hmm. but most of my work is with Hindi. And you were asking uh, some of your Indian colleagues, what is the most beautiful language in India? Or how, exactly. How did this, what, 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 did, what did you ask them? Yeah, uh, so I created a survey, uh, which was uh, online mostly, and I asked people to just tell uh, if they found any language was better sounding than the others and uh, which language was that and it was mostly the i was talking about the indian languages because how, I want... how, how many are there in india how many different languages oh yeah that is a very difficult question um there are 121 languages which are spoken by more than 10000 people and there are 22 official languages um, okay, so 22 official languages spoken in India. Yeah. And 120 spoken by at least 10,000 people or more. Yeah. That's a lot of different languages. Yeah. And of course, you weren't, in your survey, you weren't asking about all of these languages. Or were you? Or what, what were you doing? I just asked them if they found a language beautiful and which was that, if uh, if they did. Well, put us, put us through your survey. any language. Yeah, that's... The, put we're, put we're gonna, us through your survey. We're going to recreate a little bit of it here yeah. by listening to, I believe, I haven't heard these, you have a couple of clips yes. of some of the languages from India. Yes. And we're going to listen to these clips and then Gabe, you and I, and hopefully our listeners out there as well, we'll, we'll just figure out which one we think is the most beautiful and then we'll see if that lines up with your survey. Boner Abhava, Akonbish Megla, Brishti, বেশ পূজো পূজো ভাব ভালোই লাগছে কিন্তু বাড়ির কথা খুব মনে পড়ছে এই সময় বাড়িতে সবাই মিলে একসাথে পূজোর জন্য কেনাকাটি করতে বেরোই ওকে সো দ্যাট ওয়াজ নাম্বার 1 হাউ মানি ডু উই হ্যাভ টোটাল উই হ্যাভ ফাইভ ল্যাঙ্গুয়েজেস ওকে লেটস গো স্ট্রেট ইনটু ইম হ্যাঁ ইয়া মেরনাদো কেরলাতনানে নম্মড প্রধানম উৎসবম ওনামানে ওনম নম্মড নাটনে ওকে সো আই অলরেডি হ্যাভ অ্যান অপিনিয়ন at least we we've had two or five between the the so do I, this is the first time i've ever done this heard a foreign language and tried to assess its beauty, beauty. which one spontaneously I, I like the first one better than the second I, one. I, I did too. Yeah. yeah. Right, then let's get on to number three. Okay. Kisi bhi zubaan ki khubsurti ka inhisar is baat par hota hai ki wo padhne mein kaisi lagti hai aur usko samajh kar insaan kitna acha mehsoos karta hai. Oh wow. I like that too. Did you? Yeah. Not my favorite. Huh. Staccato. It was it was fast. And it felt like the first one was more fluid, like a violin, as opposed to a... Um, there was a, a, a nice timbre in his voice, though. Maybe that, that's, that was clouding my judgment. <laughs> that aspect... See, I was wondering if my own judgment was biased because I preferred the, the, the woman's voice to his voice. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Uh, number four. कई लोग जैसे आप धन्यवाद इन दिनों क्या चल रहा है कि जैसे आपने कहा किसी को धन्यवाद जेर्मील पनिकालीवार 
Yeah, I'm going to go with three. Three was my favorite, and one was my second favorite, and five was my third favorite. I'm going with and one. And then like two and four. I'm going with one. Okay, so you didn't just ask us. You asked how many different people in the end with your survey? Uh, there were about 180 people who answered the survey. And uh, it was actually in the sequence in which people liked the language. The first was uh, Bangla or Bengali. Second was Malayalam, which is a language coming from uh, south of India in the state called Kerala. And uh, third was Urdu. Fourth was Hindi, which is most widely spoken, but was not chosen as the most loved language. And uh, the fifth one was Tamil, which is spoken in South of India. All right. Can I just say thank you very, very much, Kerdi, for conducting a, a pretty decent study. <laughs> I mean, recreating aspects of a study that we're about to get into in just a minute here. But thank you for doing this on our behalf and for our listeners to, to kind of experience a part of your country in a way I've gave us in this earlier. I've never experienced it that way. And certainly to hear those different sounds. That was great. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kerdy. Yeah, so Gabe, take it us away. Great. Last thing we've got to do before you leave, Kerdy, we're going to whom now? We are going to speak to a linguistics researcher uh, at Lund University in Sweden. He's just with his team done a study on that very question. Is there a language out there that sounds more beautiful than the rest? Are there phonetic components that are universally more beautiful? Well, let's see. Let's speak to him now. <laughs> His name is Nicholas Erben Johansson from Lund University. Science Unscripted. All right. So my name is Niklas Erben Johansson. Uh, I am a postdoc at Lund University in Sweden, and uh, I work mainly on, I'm a linguist, but I work mainly on cognitive linguistics, so how things work in the brain, at least how we think it works. And I have recently, with some colleagues, done a study about our perception about how languages sound like. Nicholas, briefly, as briefly as possible, how did you conduct your experiment? So, basically... We found a movie that was dubbed into a lot of languages. We uh, took out clips of different speakers from that uh, movie, uh, from, from each language, and we played them to a bunch of participants online from three participant groups, English speakers, Semitic speakers, so Hebrew and Arabic, and Chinese speakers, so different, different types of uh, Chinese dialects. They rated them according to how nice they thought uh, they, so uh, they sounded the different languages. It, what was the movie? How great is God, exalted in power, majestic above all. <laughs> well, it's 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 a movie about Jesus because we found it on this, uh, I guess, some sort of missionary site or something. But it was open and. 全能的上帝是创造天地的主。and it was dubbed into all these languages. It was a great resource. So we tried to limit the religious parts and not have those clips because that might influence something. Uh, but there was a lot of talk in, um, uh, in between the different re references to God and Jesus and whatnot. I'm just going to ask the question that I think all of our listeners want to ask, what is the most beautiful language on planet Earth, Nicholas? So, if if we assume that the about two hundred languages we tested in our study 
is representative of the whole world, which consists of about six or seven thousand languages, then it would be English. But the reason is not because that English is very pretty. It's basically because people tend to be familiar with it or have heard it a lot. So it's very convenient to, uh, or it's very easy on the ears because we already know it, basically. Okay, so if English is not the prettiest language on earth, then what is? <clears throat> we we know more about what people kind of dislike in a sense, but when it comes to sounds and voices, we know that people really prefer female voices. They prefer uh, breathy voices. So when you talk a bit like this, uh, and uh, when it comes to sounds, people seem to like uh, when there isn't any tones. And by tones, I mean as in, for example, Mandarin Chinese, you have a lot of tones, a lot of East Asian languages, also a lot of African and American languages. So when you have tones on basically every word, people don't like that for some reason. So if musically a language is going down, up, down, down, with lots of different tones and, plus, I don't know, clicks, various sounds. Mm. People don't like that as much as something that's kind of smooth and flowing. In a sense, yes, but there's it's a bit more complicated because my, my own native tongue, which is Swedish, uh, has a very limited tone system. And people usually say that, lingu no, sorry, that uh, Swedish sounds very um, uh, sing-songy when we speak. Can you tell me in a sentence or two, what you ate for breakfast, but can you tell me in, in Swedish? And then can you tell me which parts of that Swedish sing-songy rhythm people like or don't like? I morse så åt jag två smörgåsar till frukost, på dem så hade jag ost, och till det hade jag ett stort glas juice och lite filmjölk. So, I don't know, was that perceived as sing-songy to you? I, I wouldn't have called it sing-songy. It was like... I don't know what that is. Well, for me, well, I, for me, I loved it. I, th I thought it was very beautiful, because, but I'm, I'm probably biased because I'm Norwegian. I know a little bit. I know... So, because I'm familiar with what I just heard, does that make me biased? Uh, yes, and especially as a Norwegian, because Norwegians have the tones as well, or this limited tone system. But I couldn't tell you exactly why people find it beautiful or easy to listen to. Uh, but it probably has to do, again, with this, um, how frequent you have these uh, shifts in pitch, basically. If you have it all the time, it's overpowering. If you have none of it, it's kind of neutral. So it really does activate something with, uh, in the listener's brain. Before we conducted this interview, Connor and I, we heard clips of Indian languages. And mm. the question that I had going through my mind when we listened to those clips is I, I had never done that before. I had never heard a foreign language before and had to assess its beauty spontaneously. Mm. What is beauty in language? What are we looking for? I guess, in a sense, we do look for things that we can grasp. So if, if, if it's something where it's quite easy to parse, we will like it a bit more, even if we're familiar or not familiar with it, because that makes it easier, because communication is all about being lazy. It's about having, finding a way how to communicate the most amount of information with the least effort. That's what drives languages to change, uh, and that's what drives uh, language to evolve as well. 
something which seems very easy to perceive even if you don't understand it or not. And that could be, for example, some of these prosodic things or pitch things like uh, having tones once in a while or having maybe very simple syllables. So a consonant vowel, consonant vowel or something instead of having consonant, 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 consonant vowel or something like that because it's very complex. I have to ask about the French language because I feel like that is the language most referenced, at least by English speakers, as the most beautiful language. And it kind of contradicts what you've just said, which is why I have to ask it, because I can't understand a lick of it. It's one flowing, it's like water flowing. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to offend anyone who's listening who speaks French. I find it beautiful. And yet I don't think I can cut it up into chunks of music either. Pourquoi, man? Uh, yeah. Why? So what's <laughs> what is going on there? Is that is that some historical reference since uh, French used to be, you know, the all powerful language that everyone spoke? It was an intellectual language. Is there something going on there or is there something objectively beautiful about the French language? I think that the the majority of the reasons why French is perceived this way is historical uh, because it had such a prominent uh, position in the world for such a long time. Uh, because also if you think about which sounds it has, it has a lot of nasal sounds, it also has the very distinctive R sound, like a R. Uh, but I mean, German has a very similar R sound, but it's perceived as not so beautiful, generally. You can say it, Nicholas. You can go ahead and say it. <laughs> go ahead and say it. German yes. is considered one of the harshest, ugliest languages in the world, right? Your best mind's on it, yeah. child. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's also how you say it, but... <laughs> Gabe just said, you're, you're, you're my sunshine, which is actually a beautiful statement, yes. but in a very <laughs> ugly tone. Um, yeah, sorry, go on. I interrupted you, but yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, and I have the same situation with my dialect of Swedish, which is from the, from the south of Sweden, where we also have a R instead of a R, for example. And that's usually considered uh, not so nice, but by some people very charming. So it, there's always a trade-off. But, but to get back to your, get back to your question... Um, about French, I think that the majority is historical reasons. Uh, and I also think that it's uh, evidence of uh, some sort of Eurocentricity here, because obviously French and German has a really big part of uh, European history, and that has been imposed throughout the world uh, through, I mean, you know, cultural influence from certain parts more than other parts. Uh, and then, then that becomes like a norm. Yes, French is great and it's beautiful, but it's more. It seems to be more of a construction that it is beautiful because people say it's beautiful rather than that people actually think it when they compare it to something. And that was Nicholas Erben Johansen from Lund University, speaking to us. Yeah, giving us a long deluge on the beauty of language, and kind of agreeing with us on on our when we when we riffed on or made fun of the German language a little bit he laughed yeah, yeah. and i feel the need here to um to walk that back a little because i think the german language has a very very poor reputation abroad partially because of the, of the kinds of movies people watch about german germany about german history there's a lot of loud yelling in those and i think one surprise for a lot of people who come to this country and hear actual German for the very first time, it's way softer. It's a much softer language than you might expect. And there is some beauty to it, especially in a sound that I had, hadn't paid much attention to before. It was the sound, the CH sound. Ich, 
it's really be, it's like it's like it's like yeah it's like an ice it's like an ice skate going across ice it's really nice and i think the best example of it that most of you might be familiar with is in the first couple lines of uh, the first verse of one of germany's most famous musical export songs this is Uh, 99 Red Balloons, I think was the English translation. But 99 Luftballons. Yeah, and this is the German version, and I want you to listen for that Nena, Nena, right? Nena, that yeah. ich, or that ich sound. It comes up a couple of times right in the first verse. Hast du etwas Zeit für mich? Singe ich ein Lied für dich von 99 Luftballons auf ihrem Weg Lots of those sounds in there that I really like in the German language. So, yeah, if you're ever coming this way, it's a softer language than you might expect. Yeah. I feel as though I should um, provide some examples of why I like German <laughs> language at this point. But You don't have to do that. You can read. Well, we have a, we have a, an email in, in, in the German language, Gabe, and there was a word in there in particular that it was, it's connected to what we just talked about. This is a, a brand new listener. She got in touch last week. And um, let me just read the email here from Britta. Hallo Connor. Hallo Gabe. Auf der Suche nach einer Möglichkeit, mein Englisch zu verbessern, bin ich auf euren Podcast gestoßen. Okay, so she's saying to improve her English, she found our podcast. She's using it for that purpose. All right, and then she goes on. Ich war sofort Feuer und Flamme. <laughs> I <laughs> da, da es absolut kurzweilig ist, euch zuzuhören. So, Einerseits, hold, sorry, hold on. I don't know how to translate Feuer und Flamme. I was fire and flames. I think that in English that... And hold on, she says sofort. So right away, I was fire and flames when she heard us. What's the translation for that? I was, um, I was blown away. Blown away. Blown away. Well, blown, let's go with blown away. But in German, keep keep in mind it's Feuer and Flamme, fire and flame. <laughs> and then, and now we get to why. Hold on here, Connor, du sprichst für mich das wohlklingendste Englisch überhaupt. <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. Okay. So she's saying. Um, That my English is for her the best sounding. The, the word, the word, wohl klingend, right? So klingen is to make a sound. A bell clings; it, it makes a sound. And wohl is like a, 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 a soft form of beauty. Your voice is literally beautiful sounding. Yeah, the sound of beauty. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, just listen to it. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know what to say there. It's a really huge compliment, and it was such a huge compliment that we were talking about it for a while in the context of this research. Well, the only reason we're reading this email right now is that this study comes out on the beauty of language, and then I believe you wrote to Britta to ask her what exactly it was specifically about the sound of the beautiful sound of your yeah. voice. And that... she, yeah, she went on to say in that second email is she, what she likes about it is the quote unquote perceived freedom from accents or of accents that it's kind of accentless. Britta, thank you for. That very nice compliment and for paying attention to language. Yeah, and I guess uh, the, for the people listening to this broadcast right now, I, I just read a bunch of German, Britta's German. Uh, what did that sound like? I wonder <laughs> I wonder if you have absolutely no idea. Well, I guess we explained no, what we, she was saying, but... We, we have a decent number of German listeners. I've seen that in the data. We have quite a few who are listening from Germany and who are going to probably... Be like, you did not pronounce that word correctly, Mr. <laughs> Gabriel Port. <laughs> can see those emails coming in. Now, what do you think about language? What's your favorite, uh, least favorite? 
have, have have those opinions changed over time? Yeah, and and why? I think the the big question here is why. What is it when you hear a language, and it doesn't happen that often, but when it does happen, that you hear a language that you have no idea where it comes from or what it is? What what are you looking for? If one sounds better than the other, why is that? And did anything that Nicholas Erben Johansen said today make sense? Su at dw dot com.